It's time for the Big Ten. Is that a good thing for this program? Have they been challenged or have they not been up to the challenge? We're going to talk about what Luke Fickle had to say coming up next. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. I really do appreciate you tuning in. I'm Ryan Herrings, the host, and we are uh, we have a lot to talk about today. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. All right, let's get into it. So I really like watching Luke Fickle talk and then kind of taking bits and pieces from what he said and bringing it to the show because I think there's a lot of interesting nuggets and tidbits inside of what he says at his weekly pressers. Not as much with the previous coach, right? You didn't get as much with Paul Christ, and it is what it is. He's wired differently. This is not – we don't need to go down that road anymore. Like, uh, for better and worse, like, uh, Paul Christ is a great dude. Um, you get more out of a Luke Fickle press conference, right? And I want to start here, just like I did last week, taking some snippets out of things that he said that I thought were interesting, and then we're going to dissect them a little bit on this show um, the first one is, and again, I'm not a transcriber. If I misspell a word or if I misplace a single word, I promise you the context is not being taken out of any of these quotes. And I'm pretty sure I have the quote as well. Um, this one is from, all, all these are from Luke Fickle. Preseason is over. All of your objectives in the big picture is getting the league, getting ready to play. So he's talking about the fact that, yeah, like the Big Ten is here. And everything that we talked about, I said this after the Washington State game, after the loss, everything is still there. Like, nobody thought this was an undefeated team. Now, I know people throw some stuff back in in faces of optimists and say, well, you thought we'd be better or this or that. I mean, nobody thought this was an undefeated team. Everything this team can play for and wants to play for is still ahead of it. And that's what he's alluding to. Big Ten season's about to start, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I hope you're as fired up for that as I am. You know, Purdue, it, it, Purdue's Purdue. It's still a Big Ten game. I'm excited for the real season to get started now. And it's not that Washington State doesn't matter and it's a throwaway game because it's not. But this is the important part of the season coming up. And Luke Fickle alluded to that. This one's interesting to me. Luke Fickle mentioned this team has been challenged, played on the road, challenged by falling behind. And it got it got to me to think, thinking a little bit about the way he phrased it, right? He almost liked – I'm guarantee you he doesn't like the fact that they've started off rough, but he really likes the fact that the team has bounced back, right? Uh, he he didn't like the fact that they started up rough on the road, but you can tell reading between the lines, he was really impressed with your ability to bounce back in a tough road atmosphere where other teams might have folded. I think there was like a little bit of an undercurrent of positivity there. Um I think they have been challenged. That's that's going to bode well for this team. Like there's there's Big Ten teams who haven't had to play in an environment like Washington state on the road, right. Who haven't had to fight back from that moment. Now you, you have to be better in the first half, right? You can be very proud of your team. All you want uh, about catching up about having dominant third quarters. You have to start, start faster. And that's on the coaches. He talked about that as well. You have to find ways to get going a little quicker. I started thinking, I'm going to do a show later this week where we're really trying to go into the sequence of the drives and determine what if what what has changed between the two halves or has it been just sheer dumb luck so 
he alluded to that as well. You got to start quicker. But I do like the fact that they've been challenged. I, he likes the fact that they've been challenged. I think that's a good thing to follow away in your head when the moments get tough this year. I don't think this team is going to fold. I thought there were moments, even last year with last year's Badger team, Illinois, I thought there were moments they folded. And I don't think this team is going to fold. Uh, on Hunter Wohler, he said very versatile, confidence. You know, the thing that I want to, the reason I put this quote up here is we've been talking a lot about Hunter Wohler, but I started thinking, and if you're in the chat, if you if you see this tomorrow, whatever it is, uh, leave, let me know in the comments. Has there been a more versatile Badger safety that you can think of? More versatile. Like, that's the word he used, very versatile. And he said, we're still learning how to use him. Um, I charted in the, it was the Wazoo game. He had three three blitzes, Hunter Wohler. Last game, multiple sacks, 10 tackles, or multiple interceptions. I mean, 10 tackles, he had a sack. Think about all the different ways they're using him. They're using him as a blitzer. They're using him as a line of scrimmage. They're using him as a deep safety. They're using him as a guy to to come up and enforce the the corner on a, on outside running plays, on outside powers. They're using him everywhere. And I can't think, off the top of my head, I can't think of another safety that has been this versatile for the Badgers. Certainly, there's been great safety play. There's been better athletes. There's been a better center fielder in Tanner McAvoy, but Tanner McAvoy couldn't tackle. There's been better guys in the box, like a Caputo, but you know Caputo couldn't cover like Waller. I don't know. It's interesting. Think, tell, let me know if you can think of a more versatile Badgers defender. Um, Badgers safety, I should say. This one I thought was interesting because there's been a lot of talk with some of the struggles Jack Nelson has had, there's been a lot of talk of people saying we need we need to see Rucci. Uh, where's Rucci at? And uh, you know he had he had an interesting quote. Sorry, I just got a a text that I had to check. Uh, it was actually from Rajiv, who is not jumping on the show right now, but he did text me. Um, this one was an interesting one to me because he said, speaking of the offensive line, we have only played six that we feel really good about. We feel really good about those six. Uh, so it's the starters and Trey Wedding. And now Jake Renfro will get in. I'll give him seven. But you notice he says, we feel really good about the six. The others, and he went on to say in the quote that they need to do more work. So that would be the Ruchis. So everyone clamoring for, for Ruchi, and I get it, right? When you see Nelson struggle, you immediately think, well, who's the backup? Well, the backup is also a five-star, former five-star tackle. Like, let's see him. Let's go. If you just look at what the coaches are saying, it doesn't seem like he's that close. It, it seems like Nelson is going to be a guy because they've played six. And he said, we feel really good about those six. That's um, an interesting quote. If you're one of those, if you're one of those that's kind of um, hoping or, or excited to see Rucci, it doesn't sound like he's in the mix really right now to, to supplant Nelson, even with Nelson's struggles. I found that to be a very kind of interesting comment. This one uh, is interesting. He said three or four of the interceptions were caused by pressures. Sometimes the most overrated stat in football is sacks, and the most underrated in football is disruptions. I am not going to say one of the most overrated stats in football is sacks. I understand the point that he's making, though. Like, you know, you had Barton on, on one of the interceptions. Barton was in there. Thompson has caused some pressures, right? So getting pressures and disruptions, he talked about getting the quarterback off rhythm. The Badgers defense has been doing better with that the last couple of weeks. And that's going to be a huge key because I don't think they're going to have the juice to put up the big sack numbers. Now, where he says, you know, sometimes, and he's not saying sacks are useless, but he's saying sometimes the sacks are, are some of the most overrated stats. To me, that feels like a coach kind of providing some top cover for a defense that probably isn't going to have a lot of sacks. He's trying to, I think, kind of, 
I don't want to, I certainly don't want to put words in his mouth, but it feels like he's deflecting maybe just a little bit, right? Because if, if he had a guy that had five sacks on the season, he wouldn't say it's the most overrated stat. I just don't think it's going to be this defense. I don't think this defense has the pass rushing twitch to get a bunch of sacks. But what he is saying, and this is correct, you can still disrupt an offense, right, with pressures. And that's something we've seen James Thompson, Chaney, Turner, uh, Barton in last game. They've used Wohler in this role. like So they're starting to disrupt um, – the, the quarterback's rhythm, the quarterback's ability to set his feet and throw cleanly, and that's leading to interceptions. So good signs, I think, from the pressure standpoint, but I would I would disagree with Coach in all due respect a little bit when he says sacks are one of the most overrated stats in football at times. Uh, Renfro and Mullins, this is a good one. Um, he said that he was asked about the status of Jake Renfro, Isaiah Mullins, both key players on the, on the, on the trenches. Obviously, Renfro uh, as a center, Mullins as a strong side defensive end. He said, I would hope we get him back this week. If not this week, definitely expect him after the bite unless something else happens. This is big, ladies and gentlemen. Getting Renfro back. Listen, we're going to have to see what he looks like when he gets back, right? Like how much rust is going to be there to knock off. But getting Renfro back is potentially a huge deal. Because now he talked about we trust six. Well, then it instantly goes to seven, right? So now you have more depth along the entire line. Um, you move Bort to guard where he's better. You have Renfro at center, potentially. The, the whole thing gets cleaner and better. Um, that's a big deal. Like, that would be a big player to get back. So um, that's when we're checking them. Listen, Mullins, you can never have too many defensive linemen. Uh, Mullins is a veteran. He's played a lot of football, strong. Definitely someone's going to help at the point of attack. Uh, he's going to be big against the Minnesotas, the Iowas, the teams that want to run the ball downhill. So both of those players are big. Getting them back is a huge deal, uh, especially Renfro. All right, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Bryson Green and also one of the cornerstones of why I love Luke Fickle, something he mentioned in the press conference. We're going to talk about that next on Locked On Badgers. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Uh, with the NFL season going, baseball coming up, basketball starting, there's so many reasons to use FanDuel right now. Plus, new customers, you bet $5, you get 200 back in bonus bets. And listen, bet along with me, your, your resident Locked On Badgers host. Bet bet on bet along with me on the Niners, the Suns, the Braves, and the Badgers. Right, do do uh, let's make some money together. Like let's build this palace together. Do it with me. Plus, all customers who bet five dollars will get one hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Listen, none of my bets hit last year, but this year will be different. Come along with the ride. Suns finals. Braves World Series, Niners Super Bowl, let's go. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, uh, let's keep going. I really do appreciate everybody tuning in. What's up, Tim? Uh, Tim said, yes, we had another slow start, but that happens to every team. Michigan, a national championship favorite, led Bowling Green uh, 14-7 at halftime. Yeah, like listen, there, there, there is no shortage of of teams you can occasionally see. That's the thing you can occasionally point to a slow starts, really good ones. Uh, but Tim, the problem is if you can consistently do it, eventually it's gonna it's gonna trip you up, right? You can't make it a habit. Occasionally, yes, they've had three in a row. It needs to get cleaned up. Um, I agree with you though. Like uh, slow starts do happen. I, I one is one is whatever. Two, you raise your eyebrows. Three is a trend. Four, you start to lock it in. So let's, if another slow start against Purdue on the road, do they do they come back and beat Purdue? I don't know. See, that's the tricky part. 
Old Rivers Farm says, any hockey talk this fall and winter? Yes. So, uh, Old Rivers, thank you for dialing in, by the way. Um, and Tim as well. This is a late night edition of, of Lockdown Badgers. So, um, it is like 1.30 out here. So, it is what it is. I appreciate everybody tuning in at such a late hour. I've been on travel, so I haven't been able to get this show up. But, uh, yes, I do plan on having hockey talk and some other sports talk. I'm working on getting a volleyball show up as well. I know someone in the Discord had asked about that. I do want to do more of those. Those sports aren't necessarily in my wheelhouse. Um, but my ignorance of those sports shouldn't be reasons, should not be reasons we don't get content on those great sports out there because those are our, you know, pillars for Wisconsin athletics, hockey, volleyball. Um, and I'm definitely aware of that. So yes, look for some of that. Um, it'll never be the the staple of this show. The show is always going to be centered around football and basketball. Um, but I am hoping to expand some of this into other areas. And thank you for the, the question, by the way. Um, let's keep going here with some more things that Fickle said that I think are interesting. This one, this one I thought was interesting. So we've talked a lot about Washington State. You know, they were they were bringing their safety up really to contest the running game. We saw that multiple times, right? We've seen other teams kind of dare Wisconsin to throw the ball. And what we've said internally has kind of been, you know, throw the ball over the top. If they're going to bring extra defenders into the box, this is why you have Longo punish them. Punish them for doing that. And Luke Fickle was asked about this. He had kind of an interesting comment. He said, uh, run right at them. You know, if they bring that safety up in the box and he's charging from 10 yards out, sometimes the best thing to do is run right at them and eventually it takes a toll on them. I think a lot of people saw that comment and said, God, that sounds a lot like Paul Christ, right? Run right at it, And it did a little bit. It caught me off guard a little bit because we were really sold on the idea that this offense, and I, by the way, I understand what Luke Fickle's saying. I'm going to get to that in a second, but we were really sold on the idea that this offense would take what the defense gives you. And certainly if the safety is charging into run fits and blowing plays up. That's and it, the answer is to run right at him to to create some physical pain and to create um, maybe some hesitation later in the game. That doesn't feel like you're now taking what the defense is giving you. So I found that comment interesting. He did say in the second part of this quote, and again, Luke Fickle's not saying we're going to run the ball every single time a safety's up there, right? We're he that's not what he's saying. But he did go on and say if it if they're just bringing one in the box. Our running back should be able to make that guy miss. It's something he echoed last week. He said, we need to win more of our one-on-ones. I think that's the point he's making. When people saw this and they kind of said, ah, it sounds a little like Paul Christ. He's just saying, if they're just bringing a safety up, Braylon Allen has to make that safety miss, period. Right? Ches Malusi has to make that guy miss, period. Like that... You have to win more one-on-ones. And he talked about that last week. Last week is maybe more in reference to some of the receivers, but you have to win more of your one-on-ones. And we haven't seen enough of that from this year's offense. So I think I, I understand what he's saying. I definitely understand why some people said, what do you mean when they bring this safety up, you just run right into the middle of it? Um, yeah, like I do think they can do a better job of exploiting that with throws as well. Um, this, is, this is one here where, again, he's talking about the newness and he said, you can tell he's not using it as an excuse, but he had a long answer to a question and it basically revolved around, we need to take every advantage of every practice of every opportunity. We need to get better, get together, right? You can tell he's talking about we're, we're still learning about these players. I think that's the crux of it. They're still learning how to use Hunter Roller and Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi. Uh, they're learning how to use all these pieces still. 
And he's talking about we need to take advantage of every opportunity, every rep, every practice, because he feel I think he feels like they can continue to get better throughout the season and that they don't fully know how to use every piece yet. Um, so I thought that was an interesting one. Let's see. This is uh, Justin. You ever plan on moving back to Wisconsin? Maybe. I, I, I would actually, we're actually thinking about it. So I need to find a good school district for my kids and a reasonable house that has high speed Wi-Fi. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. Um, Bouncer Tip says, we have played three experienced quarterbacks. All three were fifth-year players. Not sure how many Big Ten teams have that kind of experience. That is a great point. That is a great point, Bouncer Tip. Um, yeah, you think about the quarterbacks we've played. Yeah, uh, all of them. Experienced transfers. Uh, Cam Ward, I think, is an NFL guy. That is, that is a great point. How many secondaries have played three quarterbacks with a, a, a you know cumulative experience of 15 years in college football I, you'd be hard, I, I I obviously have no idea I didn't even bounce or tip like that's a great point I, that didn't even rattle in my brain I didn't even really realize that so I don't know I can't I can't imagine there's very many big 10 teams or power five teams who have done that so that's a really good point um and certainly next game you you look forward that streak's gonna end right Hudson card is not that guy Hudson Card's a transfer, but he's not a guy with that type of experience. Um, and then you continue going forward through the schedule. You know, Iowa certainly has a very experienced quarterback, but, you know, Minnesota's not going to have that. Nebraska's not going to have that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, Slim Lewis says, Braylon Allen does not look like an NFL running back. Legit question, has he ever had a huge game against a great opponent? No, uh, Braylon has never had a huge game against a great opponent. I would... Say, though, how many opportunities has Wisconsin had against a great opponent in the, the two-plus years he's been here? I mean, nothing this year. You know, um, it, it, certainly he's had a chance to play in Ohio State, for example. But the, that that Wisconsin team playing Ohio State last year was so broken that I no running back was going to look good in that game with the way we were playing offense. You know, so i i hear your point on this i don't think he's ever been put in a position with a good offense around him against a really good team to really have that opportunity to shine now he he has looked a little off this year slim um some of that's injuries like he's banged up again we talked about that's bad luck like i don't ever i will never be a guy who questions injuries or you know like injuries just happen in football and sometimes players are just unlucky he also takes a lot of punishment but the, the, I mean, it just is what it is, right? It's the, the fact of the, of the game. If you can't stay healthy and if you get dinged up a lot, you're going to have a hard time producing. And again, not on him, but it's also the facts of the game. Um, let's see. Old Rivers Farm says, I thought Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern's quarterback was pretty decent considering the interceptions he threw. Yeah, I mean, he threw for four bills, four-plus bills. He's a good quarterback. Like, he's a real quarterback. But if you watched, again, this is where, like, if you watched the pregame show, we talked about Brins. Davis Brins and we said this guy throws picks like that's the that's the, I couldn't have predicted you'd throw five <laughs> like but that's the 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 always been the kind of the fly in the ointment with him is he's had a history of poor decision making and it it definitely showed in Madison but yeah he's a solid quarterback you you could do way worse than him um but yeah that's a, there was a lot of picks that he had in that game all right. Um, this is the last one with Fickle. I want to end on this quote from Fickle's press conference because I think this one is super important. And I think this is reflective of the type of coach that he is. And it's it's really why 
I, I still have quite a bit of faith in what Luke Fickle is doing here. He said, I think good teams can grow, but great teams have concepts and systems and grow within those. They don't wholesale change, but they understand there is an evolution every year. What he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is, and again, this isn't my interpretation of it. Like someone could read this and, and hear it and think something completely different, but all the, and, and I've been lucky enough to work with some coaches. Like I coached a little bit, you know, like the great people that I've always worked with, they have, they have a system in like they have, they have a culture in place, but they can adapt their system. That's what he's talking about here. He's saying, you know, the great teams have concepts and systems. We understand who we are and what we want to do, but we're going to, within those concepts and systems adapt to the pieces we have. We're not so rigid that we can't use the pieces we have more effectively. Um, I think that's a real strength that Luke Fickle and, and his coaching staff have. Um, I think they're, that's going to continue to bear itself out. And I like that they are willing to be flexible. Like he said, there's an evolution every year. We're still learning how within our core principles that we don't change because we believe in these core principles within those core principles, we're going to adjust littler things to fit the talent. Um, now, some will say we haven't quite seen that yet. And that's a fair, that's a fair point. I think we're going to like, I, I still have quite a bit of faith in this. Um, let's get one more comment here. This is from uh, Slim Lewis. Jim Leonard was more versatile than Wooler, but having said that Wooler could be a better, could be better in the NFL reminds me of a safety version of TJ Watt. Yes. Yeah, Slim, if you go back, if we're going back to Leonard, is Leonard more versatile than Hunter Wooler? Yes, because, I mean, Leonard was a three-time All-American three, right? I think it's three. Uh, yeah, also a punt returner, right? Like, Leonard Leonard was incredible, but that's a huge time gap, right? If you have to go back to uh, to Jim Leonard to find a, a defensive back more versatile than Hunter Wohler, that speaks to the specialness of Hunter Wohler. I think we're saying the same thing. Um, yeah, Wohler's just a stud, complete stud. All right, let's, let's take a quick break here. We're going to come back. Um, a couple of comments I really want to get into including do we have enough speed on this offense? Um, some Colbert LaCruz thoughts as well, plus stock up and stock down from you. And are we going to be lucky to go seven and five? I got some comments from y'all to get into. We're going to do that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show. Um, and a quick second to say thank you, as always, to everybody tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Today's show is brought to you by, um, brought to you by Game Time. And listen, Game Time has changed the 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 ticket buying market like it's it's become the easiest fastest simplest way to buy tickets there's a reason they are america's number one ticket platform and it's because you can go on to game time and get really anything you want to from sports tickets to concerts to theater game time has it all plus flash sales it's what i'm going to use to buy my ohio state tickets when we go to the Ohio state game to watch wisconsin whoop that buckeye butt um, Flagon, you can get pictures of the seats before you get the tickets. Rajiv, Justin, and I are going to use it. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Lockdown College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Lockdown College. You get twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I know this is a late show, so I appreciate everybody. Everybody on Badgers After Dark with me here. Um, but everyone who's going to listen to it tomorrow, I definitely appreciate y'all as well. Let's get a couple more comments in here. Um, this is from Tim Olson. Love Mordecai. That touchdown pass to Bell. Avoiding the sack was big time. That was maybe the prettiest quarterback play I've seen at Wisconsin since, um, I don't know, dot, dot, dot. Um, maybe Russell Wilson, something in the Russell Wilson year. I don't know. That was an incredible play, Tim. 
Um, Justin says, I think we haven't truly been solid at O-line since the 2017-13-1 season, maybe 2019. We kind of live off reputation there. Got to prove it in Big Ten play this year. Justin, I think you nailed this. We, I think we have been living on reputation at offensive line for like three years, right? Every, every announcer, right? It's such an easy talking point. Ah, the Wisconsin offensive line. Here they come up to the line. And then we'll, we'll look at the end of the game. We'll have like 17 points and four point yard, point yards per carry. When was the last first-round pick Wisconsin's had? Is it Ramchek at, along the offensive line? So, I mean, if, if we haven't had an elite, elite dude since Ramchek, and we had him for one year. Tittman was a really good offensive lineman, you know, but there hasn't been an elite Wisconsin offensive lineman in a while. And it's been a while, while since we've had a couple on the same line. So I agree. You know, the recruiting rankings are there, but Wisconsin's offensive line has been living off reputation for a while now. And I don't think it's going to change this year. Like, I hate to say it when I don't think an offensive line drastically gets better in season, right? I just, I don't think that's how it works. I, now, we shouldn't see what we've seen from Jack Nelson every week, right? Like, it's not going to be like that, where every week we're giving up two blindside sacks that lead to fumbles. But I don't think you're suddenly going to see an offensive lineman that it, our offensive line that as a whole hasn't been great suddenly be good as the competition wraps up. Justin, I think, I think we're going to have to hope for next year in terms of having a really good line. I think this year can be fine. Don't get me wrong. I think this year can be fine. I think Renfro getting back solidifies it, and maybe it moves it from fine to, to good. I don't think this is going to be a great year. I think we've seen three games of it. Um, let me get some of these other comments too. This one uh, from Red Arrow. Bryson Green is on the missing person list. Uh, he needs to make some plays. Big 10 season starts this week, so we need him to make some plays. Listen, you're going to see more out of Bryson Green. Again, someone that's going to insert the, well, it's a low bar joke. And it has been a low bar, right? We haven't seen much. I still think there's going, like they, they have just missed on a couple. The, the Mordecai Bryson Green thing. There's two or three plays this year they have just missed. And if one or two of those had hit, we'd be saying, oh, no, this makes sense. This looks like kind of like what we thought we'd get from Bryson Green. So I wouldn't return that car to the dealership yet. I would keep driving around for a while. The test drive hasn't gone quite what you want, but you're not even on the highway yet. Take it on the highway, roll down the Bryson Green windows, get some fresh air. I think it's going to be fine. I think there's some big plays that we have been really close to with Bryson Green. And I think they're going to start popping. Um, Mark? Cole Cruz, a great quarterback name, just like Tanner Mordecai. Yeah, Cole Cruz sounds like a great quarterback, right? Um, you got the Cole Trickle lineage, if you're thinking of, of uh, NASCAR athletes. Uh, you know, if you were to rank our quarterback just by names, great quarterback names, because a lot of great quarterbacks have great quarterback names, it would be Cole Crew at number one. Probably, I would probably say Lock at two, because you can always say Lock it up. He, he locked up that safety. Then I'll go Tanner Mordecai. That sounds like a magician, right? Tanner Mordecai pulled another rabbit out of his hat. Um, and then I'm probably Burkett. I mean, Nick Evers, this is in no way reflective of any type of game, but that Nick Evers is not a great quarterback name, right? He sounds like, that sounds like a kicker's name. Um, this one is from Commandant. He says, take this with a grain of salt, but a player um, – Cole LeCru reminded me of is Brock Purdy with his ability to scramble and compete passes while on the run. Yeah, I can see a similarity. Both not big, big guys, a lot of moxie winners. Um, I've been on record. I, I really like Cole LeCru. Like, I, I really like that dude. And I think, I don't think he should be lost in the shuffle, which he somehow kind of did with the arrival of multiple transfers. Uh, and the have Mets Hoyer and the younger lock on the horizon. Uh, LaCruz is going to keep competing. He's an absolute competitor. Now, 
the competition is tough. And I think Locke has the inside track on, on next year's number two spot. So it's going to be a tough battle for all of them. Um, but I like LaCrue in that, in that room. This is from Alan Saunders. He says, need offensive players with speed, speed kills. That's why USC, the Dolphins, you need people that scare opposing defenses. Agreed. And how many burners do we have on this team right now, right? Think about it. I think Will Pauling's a burner. You notice how I stopped right there. I mean, listen, Chez has good speed. He, he's not an elite running back speed guy. Uh, Braylon doesn't. We don't have a tight end that does. It's not DK. It, it probably kind of was Keontes Lewis uh, for what, it, you know, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not lamenting the loss. Uh, he was the sixth string receiver, but it was probably Keontes Lewis. That was the one thing you could point to, but it's right now probably just Pauling that has elite speed on this offense. That's getting regular run. That is something they have to upgrade. Um, it just is what it is. Downstream V says seven and five this season. If we are lucky losses to Wazoo, Rutgers. Plus, we're not losing to Rutgers, man. Ohio State, sure. Iowa, absolutely. Nebraska, we're not losing to Okay. We're not going to be 7-5 if we're lucky. I'll start there. If we're lucky, we're going to be 10-2. Like, if we have good bounces and fortuitous things happen in games, this could be a 10-2 team. We're not losing to Rutgers. I'm sorry. And we're not losing to Nebraska with the way their quarterback situation is. Have you seen Jeff Sims throw the ball? We're not losing to that team, bro. Um, Gold Digger says, stock up entire team and coaches. There's the optimism I love. Yeah, they start slow. Adjustments are made. They adapt and attack both O and D. Uh, Washington State could be a better team than we thought. Listen, I thought Washington State was a good team. I thought they would beat us. So that one didn't even surprise me that much. And you're talking about something that Luke Fickle hit on, Gold Digger. And thank you for the comment. Um, this team's been challenged, challenged, and they have adapted. That's a good sign in terms of leadership within the team. Um, now, they got to start faster. We've talked about this as well. Let's see. This one is a lad. He said, that was the most horrible one I ever remember seeing in my 72 years of life. <laughs> a lad. Stop. <laughs> that was a three touchdown win. Uh, um, like that is not the worst win you've ever. Well, I, listen, I'm not going to say that. Like I, my job is not to rank the, the most horrible wins you can remember seeing. I would point to a Cal Poly win that was 45 to 44 in Camp Randall that, if Cal Poly's kicker can make anything, they they would have beaten us at home. Cal Poly. Um, I can think of a couple other wins that were worse. I that's that's a funny comment to me. I don't think that's the worst the worst win we've ever seen. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike says, "Why haven't uh, why hasn't Nolan Rucci worked out? Was a five star at high school? I don't know. I, I would love to ask Bicknell or I I don't know if he's had trouble putting enough weight. He definitely." He, when he's out there, he looks he looks uh, a little slimmer than he should. I, I don't know. I don't have a great answer. Like, he was a consensus five-star guy. Everybody wanted him. Um, he's cut from the – trust me, he's cut from the right DNA and the right cloth. Uh, I, I And I'm not writing him off. I don't think it's time to write him off. But for whatever reason, he just has I, – I think it might be – maybe it's a size-weight thing. I think he's still maybe working to his body a little bit. He looks smaller out there than I would expect. I don't have a great answer for it, though. Uh, P says Tretch. Yeah, Tretch. Listen, if you're talking about explosiveness, more playmakers, uh, Tretch is always an appropriate answer. I'm right there with you, P. Uh, Mike says, Barry Johnson going to get playing time next year. Book it. I don't know, man. Um, this So, A, you could be completely right, and I love KBJ. Uh, it's just this is a loaded receiver room, and – Next year, it's going to remain loaded, right? You, you're now going to have Tretch. Brooks is going to be competing for reps. 
this entire room could come back, right? CJ's going to want a bigger role. Pauling's still going to be there. Yeah, like absolutely KBJ's a talent. But he's in a room with a lot of bodies, and he's going to be young. I don't know. I It wouldn't shock me at all if he got playing time, though. And uh, he has put together he, – he's, he's an explosive athlete, which this team absolutely needs. All right, let's finish up on a couple more comments here. This one is from uh, – see, this is from – Dacrosaber, Dacrosaber, I'm going to mispronounce the name, I apologize. I'm not sure why everyone is constantly uh, bitching. We literally won by three touchdowns, stop your crying, holy moly, some of these words I'm not even going to say, Uh, we were only allowed, we only allowed 14 points, Badger fans might be the whiniest, holy smokes, and I'm not necessarily referring to y'all in the video, I'm talking about commenters I've seen on YouTube and Instagram. Listen, there, it's, it's, I would say this, um, and again, I, We'll never try to tell anyone how to fan. Like there's optimistic fans. There's pessimistic fans. They're all fans under the same ecosystem, right? We all love the Badgers and we react differently to different things. So I'm not ever going to tell anybody, hey, don't be that pessimistic or don't be that optimistic. I always just encourage people, let's talk about it, right? So I appreciate the fact that you're more optimistic. I think some of it's context, right? Beating, you said we beat a team by 21, give up 14. That Who that team is matters, right? That team is Georgia Southern. Um, and that was a team that, again, this batch team was struggling with for a good time. And it took, what, six turnovers to win by three touchdowns. You're very rarely going to get th- that amount of turnovers. And, yes, Wisconsin forced some of those. You can do a lot of things right on defense, though, and not get six turnovers is my point. So I think people look at it through the lens of we should look better against Georgia Southern, not just that we won by 21. But, listen, I, I hear you. Like, fans whine. I whine. Um, I I think there's been legitimate concerns this year, though. I think it's fair to talk about those. This is from Bryce Tolfrey. Tolfrey? Bryce is one of the first people that ever watched the show. So I'm always immensely grateful to Bryce. He said, when I first called into the show, I was complaining about our linebacker play. And guess what? I'm still complaining. At least he's consistent. Um, Bryce, I I like the inside guys. Um, again, I've never, and this has been for a long time, never been quite as high on Muma and only in the sense that I, I, I think Turner and Cheney give you a little more athletic juice. But Muma, Muma's going to be great against Iowa. Like he, like he's going to be a really good player. He's a really good player. Not going to be. He's a really good player. Um, so I think our inside linebackers are good. I, I do worry a little bit with the outside guys, Bryce, and we talked about that. But Daryl Peterson last game had a couple nice pressures, and that is starting to click. So. Uh, hopefully Peterson keeps stepping up there, um, getting Darian Varner back. I know he's not a, a linebacker, but I think should help our, our pass rush as well. I I think the last couple of games, our linebackers have been better, Bryce. But I do appreciate you, my friend, always calling in, always being there. You're the best. Uh, a couple more quick comments here. Roy Munson says, bring Scary Alvarez back. I'd love to have Scary back. Um, Scary's, Scary's great. Uh, I'll I'll reach out. Yeah, uh, bye week coming up. I'll see if he'll slum it with me again. I, I love Scary. Uh, Mike says, think Metwer is a backup next year or maybe Evers. I don't think Evers, like, I would say no to both of those. If we're, if you're talking to the number two, I think the number two is, yeah, I just, I don't know. This is a great question. This is a great question. Because I kind of feel like the number two might not be either of them, right? I don't, it might not be Metwer or Evers. I think the number two could be LaCrue. It could be Burkett. Um Evers has a lot of work to do, and Metor will be a true freshman. I think Locke is the starter. Mike, this is a great question, by the way. I think Locke, Locke is the starter in my book, and then 
I think that number two is wide open. And I think LaCruz is going to be in that mix. And it's possible they go get a veteran that they want in that room, just, just in case something hits the fan, right? They may want like a fourth-year guy that's not going to be the starter, um, but could go in and take snaps uh, if something went wrong. It would not shock me. Let's see. Um, a couple more questions here. Let's wrap up on this because we're already at 35 minutes. And again, I really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, this one's from Coldstone. He said, I'm confused with the negative talk with B.A., uh, yes, I agree. Ches may be a better fit for the scheme, but B.A. is still the better player, in my opinion. And he seems like you guys forgot that he had 12 carries for almost 100 yards and Ches had 15 for 60. That's from Coldstone. Yeah, again, I think this one and I'm guilty of this Coldstone, and I appreciate you holding me accountable on this. Um, I think some of it is just expectations. Like I really expected B.A. because I agree with you. I think B.A. is the better player than Ches when both are fully healthy. Um, and I we I expected B.A. to have a monster year this year. So when it, we've seen some, like when we've seen some of the struggles and listen, that Washington state game, he didn't play well. Um, I, I can understand the narrative or the, or the truth that he didn't get a lot of time to get into a rhythm, but he wasn't making tacklers miss, right? He was going down on first contact on a lot of those. So I don't think he played well. And now we've learned that he's, he's nicked up. He's, he's kind of hurt and limited again, which has been a constant narrative for him. And again, I, I will never hold that against the player, but it hurts, right? If you can't stay healthy, it's hard to say um, that you're that you're this or that. Now, he still had a good game. He gutted it out. Um, to your point, he statistically outperformed Chez. And I think when healthy, he's absolutely the better runner. So some of this might just me being too hard on him based on my expectations for him being so incredibly high and not as high for Chez. And I appreciate your constant comments on this. And you're probably not that wrong. In fact, you're probably more on this than I am or right on this than I am. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. For the few that made it live, you guys are incredible. This is a late, late show. Um, uh, for everyone tuning into the chat tomorrow or watching the show tomorrow, let me know if you guys can think of a more versatile safety than Hunter Wohler, uh, maybe outside of Jim Leonard, which we talked about here. Slim Lewis says this defense looks potentially extremely vulnerable versus Big Ten running attacks. Uh, Purdue, Iowa, and even Nebraska might run for 250 against us. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I don't know. I See, the thing is, we played teams that have spread us out a lot and then ran the ball. Like, an, an Iowa's not going to do that. Uh, I think Nebraska will will have more people in the box. Yeah, I, definitely Iowa. I, I want to see how we look when we're a little more focused on, on stopping the run by desperately trying to cover everybody that Cam Ward has or – spread out and cover all these these receivers in space and then you get hit with a run up the middle so it's a valid concern i'm i'm not as worried about the russian defense actually as others but uh there is a bit of wait and see with that one anyway uh on wisconsin we'll talk tomorrow i'm sure and uh thank you guys so so much for tuning in as always